And welcome back to Greatest Wax on Tracks. It's KU. Oh, it's a good day. Singing the song, and it's a good day. From moving along, yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? Turn my headphones up. Y'all ready? Let's do it. This is all you radio. I mean, look, did you think this was an accident? All of this right here? Premeditated, partner. I'm Johnny McKeon. You got nothing on me, right? Nothing. And with me is Mr. Doom and Gloom. Hey, dummy, I'm Sasha Bloom. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. The start of the show. And this is Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me, like always, my friend and yours, Sasha Bloom. Oh, I'm your friend now. Yes, always, <laughs> Sasha, always. You show up on time, you know, you... You speak when you when you need to speak. That's good enough for me. Like always, you can follow us on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. You can follow Sasha. Sasha, what's your Twitter handle? I'm on? at Mr. Underscore Bloom, B-L-U-M-E. Okay, and uh, where's our Facebook page, Sasha? It's on Old Ute Radio, right? Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> You're still not on Facebook, huh? Winning. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, and uh, also, like always, you should definitely check out KUteRadio.org. There's... Other awesome shows on the network, you know, B-Racks on Tracks. We got Fusion Radio coming up after us. They're always a good time. You mean time. In Between the Cheeks with Ryan Meeks. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> In Between the Cheeks with Ryan Meeks. They're coming up, too. And Silly Boy DJ Solar Bear or whatever his name is. DJ Solar Polar Bear, it something like, like that. Care Bear. He really does. <laughs> so, Sasha. Yes, sir. You got any plans for Halloween, man? No. I'm hiding. None whatsoever? I hate Halloween. Really? Yeah. Why do you hate Halloween? It got ruined when I was a little boy. What what happened? Okay, now we got it. We we <laughs> got to dig deep, people. Yeah, uh, get, let me get him in the couch position. <laughs> <laughs> Psychology radio. Yep. Let's hear it. So I'm about four years old. A little, yeah. little cute redheaded kid. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were still green screens back then. Yeah. And so, uh, I guess we're at a Halloween party, and, and what I think it was was my mother's neighbor. And she was this big, huge, heavy set woman. And she was dressed as a witch. She had the stringly uh, silver and black hair. She had the big. Tinsel? Yeah. She had the big warty nose, like green makeup. And so I'm sitting at the bar in their house. You know, she's behind the bar. I'm sitting there. I'm probably drinking orange juice or Mm -hmm. scotch. And uh, she takes her teeth out, puts them right on the bar. I beelined it under a bed. Really? Yeah, and I've never been a fan since. A witch pulled her teeth out in front of you, you freaked out and ran away. Mm-hmm. Wow. All these 30 years later, I'm scared effless of Halloween. I don't understand it. It's bizarre to me. And Is there is there a Jewish like do they have anything to do with Halloween? Like No, Jews have a very odd stance with they they don't they're not afraid of death, I guess. Like they don't believe in heavens and hells and stuff like that. So no, it's a very Christian yeah. American thing. It's not even a Christian thing, I don't think. No. You a Halloween guy? Uh yes and no, and I'll tell you why. My biggest issue with Halloween is that when you're a little biracial kid with a giant <laughs> head, it's really hard to find <laughs> costumes that kinda work. You know what I mean? Like like if I dr- if I put on a suit, you know, I, I tried to be Barack Obama, people thought I was OJ. <laughs> I tried to dress up as Blade. People thought it was Neo. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. Like, I, I can't win one way or <laughs> no. the other. 
I cannot win. <laughs> I'm sorry about your big head issues. Sir. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween, it's just, I wish I could get a good costume, but I can't, man. I've never been able to really get that 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 solid, good costume, you know, where you feel good about it. Like, like you know, people how people cosplay? Like, we had Danny. Like, she's, I'm sure she's had a million amazing costumes. I've never had one. I've never had a good costume. People are always like, what are you supposed to be? You know, why are you wearing that? Why are you walking in this neighborhood? Why are you peeking in my windows? Like, they tell me this stuff all the time. And it's just, it's a no-win situation for me. So that's always been kind of a source of frustration. Like, yeah, you know, I used to trick-or-treat a lot, but still, like, I don't know. I never really felt like a part of it, you know? I got robbed at a trick-or-treating event when I was, like, 9 or 10. Okay, tell me about this. So me and my buddy Mike Chase. Yeah. I was in a mummy suit, just completely wrapped in toilet paper, which is fitting for me, you know, in hindsight. (laughs) 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 And, uh, yeah, a bunch of teenagers came up and jacked us. Really? And this is when you had pillowcases. Yeah. And you just have a half a bag of candy. They jacked us. They stole your candy? I've never had good luck on uh, Halloween. Friday the 13th for, like, four years in a row. I know they're not consecutively Friday the 13th. Yeah. But I had birds poop on my head <laughs> i thought that was a sign of good luck is it yeah it's a sign of good luck to be pooped on oh because then that means like the odds of that happening are so low it's fortuitous <laughs> to be pooped on you were blessed from above <laughs> sure felt good <laughs> yeah i've been pooped on i got pooped on at a football game once it sucked because i had to play in the jersey so it stunk like bird crap <laughs> all day i hated it Oh, it went between your pads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the front, right here. <laughs> Big old seagull? Yeah, right where, like, a team captain <laughs> yeah. logo would be if I had you made... You got a seagull yeah. poop. <laughs> it, just, just a, it was green on a white jersey. What are the odds of that? Uh, wow. It, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> but yeah, as far as Halloween goes, I don't know, man. I, I never really got into the whole pranks side of it. Uh-huh. So I was never really a mischievous kid like that, like... I like messing with people I knew. I don't like messing with people I don't know. You know? You like, yeah. Like, like, when we were kids, we'd mess up, like, one of our friend's phone box, uh, the mailbox, you know? But I wouldn't do that to a random stranger. Do you ever blow things up, mailboxes? Nah. We used to blow mailboxes up. Uh, where did you live where you could get away <laughs> with blowing something up? Well. Because I know you grew up in California, right? Yeah, but kind of. It was a citrus place. It was a real farming community. Yeah. We were kind of on the like the low income white houses, like right next to the barrio kind of thing. Yeah. The barrio. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's where we used to buy beer. And you stuff. would blow stuff up. Oh yeah, we blew up a toilet in our elementary with a cherry bomb. A cherry bomb. <laughs> God, I forget you're so much older. <laughs> well, Bart Simpson influenced me. So. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, you saw the episode the night before. Yeah. <laughs> I was so? like season one of The Simpsons. I remember that episode. That's the episode where he was a, they found out he was a genius or yes, whatever. Thank you. Yeah, it's the genius episode. Yeah. <laughs> Used to get in a lot of trouble uh, all the time, constantly yeah. in trouble. The best was when I got a pellet gun. So my parents went on vacation and. Mm-hmm. I lived in a family where my mom and stepdad both worked full-time. So we had this Latina housekeeper because my sister was, like, we have eight-year age difference. Uh, uh, over or under? Or younger, I'm, I'm older. I'm eight years older. You're eight, eight years older. Eight and a half okay. years older. And so, you know, they left money for the week while they were out of town. And I forged this big old long letter about how I was allowed to buy a BB gun. <laughs> you wrote a letter? Yeah. Is that how you got things in your family? No, but for 
because I was they, she was exp- I was explicitly told I can't buy a BB gun. Yeah. And so I forged a letter. You weren't allowed to buy one with your own money. No. Uh, how old are you? Now? No, during the BB gun fiasco. Oh, probably ten or eleven. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was a little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I forged this big old long letter, and I got my first BB gun. So wait, what was in this letter that that got your parents? Like, did you say like I will? Is it was it like a contract? Was it like I will not shoot birds? I will not no, shoot cars. No, it was just like I'm uh, going to shoot birds. <laughs> I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to shoot cars. No, it was just like uh, dear Maria. Uh, Sasha has. You called your mom. Oh, you, oh yeah, Maria. Uh, yeah, yeah. And she spoke no English. Yeah. She couldn't read yeah. English, obviously. And it was like Sasha can go to Kmart and buy a BB gun no more than forty-seven dollars because I already priced them all out yeah. and stuff. So, I got a BB gun, and within forty-eight hours, I think I shot out three car windows and my neighbor's patio window. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's not even smart. <laughs> no. That's your neighbors. No. They're going to trace the bullet back no. to you. And the worst thing about it was, is so we were at a two-story house. Yeah. And I shot out my neighbor's patio window yeah. the day before my parents come home. So I went up to the top of their window, yeah. cut a little hole out of the screen, put the muzzle through. Just lighten them up. Yeah. And I was shooting, like, their wood siding panels and kind of shot a happy, smiley face in. And so the next day I get home from school, and my stepdad is next door uh, in his backyard talking to the guy. And the guy's yeah. like, your kid had to have shot my windows out, nothing like this. Wow. And so my stepdad had completely convinced him that his son would never do such a thing. Yeah. And then my dumbass walks up to the window and just starts watching them. In about three or four minutes, the light bulb went off. That's how he shot it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was constantly in trouble as a kid. Yeah, I don't know. I was a pretty good kid, I guess. I used to get in trouble, but I never got caught. You know? Did you ever get suspended in school? Uh, I got uh, on-site, which is a, a you're suspended, but you're at school. They pull you out of class for a day and like basically put you in detention all day. I got that for flipping off my Spanish teacher. <laughs> See, I uh, was getting kicked out of every single grade in school. Yeah. I have third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, because I it's right around the time where I found out my dad died. Yeah. So, like, my whole yeah. – I became – instead of happy-go-lucky Sasha, I became angry boy. You grew a beard. <laughs> <laughs> grew a beard, grew 33-inch pythons. <laughs> Doing push-ups, prison-style diamond. Yes, became a ladies' man. <laughs> all by 13 – all by yeah. my bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're drawing your tattoos in permanent marker. <laughs> just a thug little kid. <laughs> Chewing toothpicks. <laughs> it's just pieces of wood. No, it's not we, even toothpicks. We were slinging cigarettes. <laughs> nice. We used to nice. <laughs> we used to go to the Vietnamese donut shop and buy cigarettes for like seventy five cents, and then we'd sell them for like ten bucks a pack. It's yeah, cool. of course. And I used to sell friendship bracelets. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to the point where, see, we were kind of getting bullied by a lot of the Mexican kids and. There was actually a pretty big gang, and they were called, like, Satakoy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never used to back down. And so in home ed class, mm-hmm. there was this kid named Guillermo Mota, and they called him Gizmo. <laughs> and he was, like, the leader of the 12- and 13-year-olds. And he was stealing cigarettes from me in my backpack. Yeah. And I caught him once, and I flipped him up over his chair <gasps> and, like, jumped on him and threw a punch on him. And he 
and then it got broken up. Yeah. And it got to the point where after lunch, I literally spent 50 minutes running from like 20 Mexican gangbangers. And so <laughs> for the rest of the year, I could only do English class, science, math, and, and history. And then I was in the library with the librarians. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I never, like, I was a bit of a troublemaker, but I always did pretty well in school, and because I, I played sports, like, I kind of, I couldn't really be too outrageous, you know, because, like, I don't want to get suspended and then get kicked off the team, yeah. or, you know, or, you know, they'd let my behavior slide because I was on the team, so, yeah, I never really caused too much trouble at school, I mean, I got, I, I would just get kicked out for being loud, because <laughs> you know me and my loud-ass voice. Were you the funny kid? Uh me and my friends, we laughed a lot. I wouldn't consider myself the class clown because my friends were funnier than me. Mm -hmm. Like David Boyd, he's a kid I went to high school with. He's the funniest kid. I, he was the funniest, scariest kid I ever <laughs> knew in my life. The dude was just hilarious. And like I don't know, like all my friends were kind of misfits. We were all just the misfits, you know. We weren't, we weren't pretty young thugs. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty boy, boy thugs. thugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had our, we we just did our own thing, and it was fun, man. I was thinking about this. I actually had a rap group at some, when I was a really? little kid. It was Master G and Master B. Which one were you? Master B, because of Bloom. Master Bloom. But then everyone started calling me Master Bader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't really think that no, one through. I didn't even know what it was. Ah, that's even better. You're like, hey, that sounds cool. <laughs> Maybe I could put that on the record trying to rhyme it. Yeah. Gator. Yeah. <laughs> Player. Yeah, we were like 11 years old talking about how we're uh, hitting up girls in the laundry room and all that stuff. and. I wish I still had those journals. Nice. <laughs> it was nice. Great. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, pretty young thugs and Master G and Master B. Did you play sports in school? Yeah, I was a I was a baseball player, uh, third base. I we went we were all CIF uh, yeah. several times. We What's CIF? Uh, well, actually, that was high school. So we got to the state all stars several times. Right before you go Little League World Series, getting that state tournament. Mm -hmm. We were there a lot. I was a very good third baseman. Um, what does a third baseman have to do? Because I know nothing about baseball. I'd love you to educate me. Like, what is? what do you do? So they call it the power corner because it's the when a ball is hit on the ground or a line drive, because of the distance, it's the hardest angled spot. So the ball comes at the hardest point. Um, and it's also a very important spot on the field because if the ball goes past you, that's where your doubles and triples come because there's so much running. Yeah. Third base. Well, so you're the last line of fence too, right? On that play. side, but then you also back up the catcher when yeah. there's plays at home. You back up your pitcher when, you know, there's fielding issues there. Uh, the shortstop is really the commander in the infield, but they're usually the more athletic kid. In terms of high school, college, pro, the third baseman is the 35 homer guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but bats for average, has a really good arm. Overall, really solid athlete, but usually for the bigger guys, the mm -hmm. more barrel-shouldered guys. Yeah. Uh, I was a three-time All-Star in high school, but I was such a better tennis player as a kid than I was at anything else. Like, I grew up in a town. It wasn't country clubs and stuff, but we had such good weather and such a crop of talent tennis-wise. I grew up playing with the Bryan Twins. If you're familiar with tennis... They're the most successful doubles team ever in history. They have 13 uh, open championships. And so I grew up playing with those kids, and I was just a phenomenal tennis player. Yeah. And that sucked because you're always playing by yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you 
throwing gang signs at me? No, three minutes before <laughs> break. <laughs> I was like, what up? Yeah. <laughs> no, way, to, way to let him see behind the curtain, Sasha. <laughs> in three minutes, we'll be, we'll be going to dad. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had a good fight in a while. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were calling me out, punk. <laughs> oh, Sasha, you, you bloomed that one. <laughs> Sorry, good sir. It's all good. So keep going. You got <laughs> you got two minutes. Yeah. So no, I love I loved playing sport. And so wait, did that not stop you from being like a pain in the butt in high school or? Well, high school was different. Oh yeah. I got very because I got in so much trouble as a little kid. Like I actually had to go to like the desert and hike twenty miles a day and. What? That's what that's what, what white people do to their kids. Like black kids take them hiking. Black kids and Mexicans go to juvenile hall and prison as little kids. Oh, you went to boys' camps? Yeah. Boys' camps. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I thought your parents just took you hiking. <laughs> no. <laughs> they paid lots of money so I could get lost in the desert. Okay. And so I did that for probably almost two years off and on. And, yeah. and then I kind of turned my behavior around and kind of found women and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Found hip- oh, girls were my biggest source yeah. of trouble. I think hip-hop kept me out of a lot of trouble because it was so- – such aggressive, angry music. Like mm-hmm. and you're able to rap to it and do all that mm-hmm. stuff, and and then I started hitting the gym and running all the time. So I yeah, kind of got over my dad issues. So yeah, playing ball really sorted me out too. Mm-hmm. I because uh, I was always chubby, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when I started playing ball, like started getting more confident. And plus, you know, when you find that thing you're just you're good at mm-hmm. and you love it, like yours was tennis probably, and then like mine was rugby. Like I, it just clicked, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it was just I was just. It was my spot. It was where I was supposed to be. It was what I was supposed to be doing. So, like, that really kind of kept me in line for a lot of different things. I always imagine if I didn't have sports, I probably would have gotten in ten times more trouble. Because mm-hmm. we were getting in trouble while doing <laughs> <laughs> If I had, like, four hours a day, I was getting in trouble with two. And, oh, man, yeah, I'm just glad. Yeah, it was, it's, uh, it was tough growing up because I never had a lot of parent supervision. Me neither. Me neither. But in hindsight, I, I well at the time I really appreciated it. Yeah. But, you know. Does Micah have a lot of supervision? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> on him like a hawk. But see, he's weird. Like he grows up. And <laughs> he's weird. He's, <laughs> My kid's weird. He's too polite. He's <laughs> too nice. Uh huh. He's responsible. Yeah. And he's eager to help out. Yeah. And, but he likes to stay inside. Yeah. And I think part of that was my fault coaching little league with him a couple years ago. It was a little too hard on him. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it was, uh. was that overbearing coach. So. <laughs> well, okay. Um, we're going to go to break in a minute. Um, yep. uh, we're going off of the dad. And uh, as soon as we do that, um, you guys can always follow us on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. Uh, you can follow Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom. And like always, you can hit up our Facebook page at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. Sure. I almost forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> so did the audience. <laughs> I'm not modeling it. You're listening to KU Internet Radio, radio for students, by students. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio or on Twitter at K underscore U-T-E for anything and everything that goes on at the U. Hey, have you heard? Come on, man. Tell them the good news. Well, 
obviously we have a... Hang on, hang on, I got the rest. A brand new time for B-Racks on the Tracks. Thursdays, 8 to 5 p.m. Be there, we got stupid people in the news. All the rock you could ever want from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even now. So come in, give us your request, let us know what you want to hear, and tune in Thursday evenings, 5 to 8 p.m. This is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Only on KU Internet Radio. Radio for students, by students. This is Karina. I host Chain Lightning every Tuesday from 8 to 11 p.m. Listen in for a mix of high-quality music, ranging from psychedelic rock to bluegrass, on KUTE Radio. I'm not modeling anymore for the two of you. Well, I guess I just had my first taste of the filthy side of this business. Quick Wits, and you're listening to KU Radio, the only real radio at the University of Utah. This is Chris Hollifield from the I Am Salt Lake podcast, and you're listening to KU Radio. Hello, alien warrior comedian here. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. Hey, this is Matt Knutson, uh, and if I sound familiar, it's because you're currently listening to my voice. You can find me also here on Old Ute Radio. My name is Brian Pope. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. What's up, boys? This is Zach Arthur from New School. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. Hey guys, this is Dwayne Perkins, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. You know it. Hey, Johnny McCann here, and if you're interested in being a guest on Old Ute Radio with Johnny McCann and Sasha Bloom, you should definitely hit us up at oldutradio at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Johnny McCann, that's M-C-K-E-O-N. You could also hit up Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom, that's B-L-U-M-E. Like always, you can find us Wednesdays from 2 to 5 p.m. on KUradio.org. Smooth song stylings of who was that, Sasha? Mason Williams. Mason Williams, classical then gas. We had, uh, the first was uh, Publicity by Jizza. And we had uh, your uh, your man, Marvin Gaye. Yep, love Marvin. Love me <laughs> some Marvin. I'm Johnny McCann. You can always follow me on Twitter at Johnny McCann. <laughs> I almost said your Twitter. Almost. I caught myself. Shame uh, on you. <laughs> Sasha, you can always follow Sasha at Johnny McKeon. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. At Mr. Underscore Bloom. That's B-L-U-M-E. We might have to bring back that promo because you yeah. did do it. We had yeah. that one for a long time. Yeah. 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 
Definitely. So it's a Halloween tomorrow. Yep. You're uh, trick-or-treating, right? Uh, no, I'm working for ABC. What do they call it? Pop the trunk, junk? Oh, uh, uh, trunk. Trunk or treat? Trunk or treat, yeah. Pop the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> pop the trunk, junk. <laughs> um, yeah, and speaking of ABC, uh, shout out to ABC for giving me four passes to Frightmares. Thanks for inviting me. Lagoon, yeah. Sorry, Sasha. <laughs> I figured you were busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like living under a bridge somewhere. <laughs> Recycling beer cans somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you moving? What's the deal with that before I forget? Uh, yes, I am moving. I have no idea where. I still don't have a place. And uh, Clock's ticking, isn't it? I got two days. Jeez Louise. Oh, man. I found a great place in Teville, but yeah. then the landlord's wife didn't want me to move in. What? Because I only wanted to pay eleven hundred dollars and she wanted eleven fifty. Really? Over fifty dollars. Uh-huh. So they're gonna have their house vacant all winter. Wow. I hope they get pipes broken. fifty dollars. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. This is a penthouse though, it's twenty nine hundred square feet, like six bedrooms. Six bedrooms? Yeah. What are you going to do with six bedrooms? Use two of them and have an office. What are you going to do with the other three? Decorate them. <laughs> decorate them? You decorate them. <laughs> How many beer signs and <laughs> beer mirrors do you need? <laughs> You're just going to have a room full of wood. <laughs> just just wood. You mean aluminum foil. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> just decorate them. What are you going to decorate with? <laughs> I was looking at this really atrocious apartment, yeah. but the lady, the least lady, she's so hot, and she was like just. Staring. You would pick. You would pick a house <laughs> over that, <laughs> and then every day you'd break something and be like, "Could you come over help me fix this?" <laughs> Actually, I think I'm gonna call her up and uh, ask her out on a date. So, so tell me about it. She's hot. How how hot? She's probably a seven and a half. That's hot. Uh, when you ain't getting none, it is. I guess so. Well. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean she just had a very pretty smile. Her hair was well taken care of. Wait, would you would you if you actually rented from her, would you try to pursue a relationship? No. Cuz that would be super awkward, right? Oh, you've never dated someone in your apartment complex. No, I've barely dated anyone. Sarah's yeah, like my first that. real <laughs> official girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, my longest relationship before Sarah was like 4 months. You're still a young boy, though. Well, I'm still with Sarah. <laughs> Five going on six years. <laughs> well, that's that's a long time. Yeah, it is. I think I went three and a half years once. Wow. That is a long time. <laughs> yeah. So you've dated someone in your apartment comics before? Yeah, that was weird. Really? Tell me about that. Well, she used to. she's now my stalker. Really? She, yeah. But, like. She used to always come over and like knock on the door, and I wouldn't answer. Like I'd go hide in my closet, <laughs> <laughs> and like she'd like sit outside of my steps all the time for hours. Uh huh. And I'd come home, and she's like, "Where were you? Where were you? Who is this?" My she was just waiting. Yeah. Where were you? Yeah. Were you guys together? Like in her mind. And like together, together, like were you intimate, like together, or well, we were pounding it out? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh good! Every time, every time, I try to like, <laughs> I try to feel you out. You just come clubbing your way in. <laughs> I'm like trying to smooth it. <laughs> you just lay it all out there, don't you? <laughs> Sorry, sir. So, so what happened? How'd you get rid of the stalker? Uh, well, she ended up. 
moving to California because she couldn't live in the same state as me. She was that obsessed with you. Oh, yeah. She was liking it. What? I, I don't know where. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just looking at you. I'm just assessing you. No, she, so the she had to move? Because pro- I've had stalkers, so but I've never had a stalker like that. The problem was is I think I was trying to get my way out of hanging out with her or something. Not because mm-hmm. she wasn't a nice person, but. It's just you didn't want to lead her on. Oh, I don't even. It was just for some event. I was supposed to go have dinner oh. with her or something, and I wanted to go do something else, or I was doing something else. So anyway, she drives to my son's grandmother's house mm-hmm. and starts talking to my son. <gasps> Creepy. And she never had been invited to this house. Had she ever been introduced? No. Oh. So she just, like, she never knew the address. She just found it. What? Like, just randomly driving? How did she find oh, it? Well, her brother was a detective. Oh, my goodness. She probably put him on you. Oh, I don't know. He probably was, like, following you, like. No, she probably just got the address from him or. That's so or, creepy. And, but then she started emailing my son's mother and her fiance at the time, accusing her and I of having an affair. What? And then she found my sister's email, who was a college student in California. What? And it was the first time I almost really got like really got violent with a woman. Yeah. Like I almost picked her up and yeah. put her into a wall. Yeah. And I saw like this blind violence in me. And I was just like, you got to get away from me in, like, the most violent way a man could say it to a woman without yeah. being violent towards yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. You had to scare her away. Yeah. Holy cow. And then cow. she started taping all my conversations afterwards. And what? Like, so sending them. Where did you meet this girl? In my apartment complex, Royal Farms. Did she bring over, like, a pie or something? <laughs> did it have her hair in it? Like, what? Like... Like, what? How did you... I'm a good lover, sir. I guess so. <laughs> Driving girls crazy. Damn skippy. Driving girls straight up crazy. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, who knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, now you, you're giving me stuff to think about, man. Like, Sasha, man. Oh, That's yeah. Intense. The first person on Twitter that followed me after you, yeah. and maybe Sarah, was her. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yeah, and I, I hadn't talked that. to her in eight months. She's probably listening. Probably. What's up? <laughs> you can follow me at Johnny McKee. <laughs> you want to go on a road trip here, bud? Maybe. You want to go to San Diego? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and then, you know, she's a really smart girl. She's a really nice girl. Yeah. Um, I think she just felt totally trashed by me because, you know, she asked me to move in with her and yeah. she wanted to have a kid with me and I just, I'm... Like, I'm a really nice person. I'm a really giving, caring person. But I'm not good at relationships, and it sucks. Well, I don't know if you're not good at relationships. Maybe I'm not you're good just at committing. Not because I want strange. Or I, I've never cheated on a girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, you probably just weren't in love. You know? Because it's like, I don't know. Like, when you bring up issues like this to me, it's like, I don't really have those kind of issues. Like, I want to spend all my time. You know, I want to live with someone. I want to all that because I oh, love them. I want them. all like, of those things, too. Yeah. But, but with that person, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Well, see, that's like, a tough time. Because it's, t- it's tough for me to have a girlfriend before, sir, because I just really genuinely never wanted one. See, my biggest advice to people now, like, if someone were to say to me, do you have any advice for someone? Yeah. I would say, make sure you understand what love is before you tell someone you love them. Yeah. Because I was that guy when I'd get buzzed or whatever. I love you. Uh, right? Yeah. Right. 
or and that's a problem because there's you do love them yeah you're grateful for them um but there's like there's relationship love and then there's person-to-person love right you know like relationship love is that ultimate love that's like marriage commitment kids the person soulmate stuff but then there's also just like person-to-person love you know how you like how like you love your best friend or something <laughs> you know yeah yeah that was a very weird noise. Yeah, it tripped me out. I'm like, what <laughs> like was Michael that? Jackson's in the walls. You know what sucks is that they, they're not even going to hear it. Like, that noise. <laughs> there was a weird noise, you guys. Yeah, like, that's interesting. So you just you just dropped the L word real quick. Always have. Really? Always have. Okay. Even with the last girl I was with. Like, okay. We were probably four or five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> she only Pounded wished. Pounded it out. <laughs> she only wished. Four to five minutes. <laughs> We called, we called her old sore hips. Yeah, that's, and that's two minutes into cooking breakfast afterwards. Hey, I think you're putting a couple of minutes on there, sir. We can break this down to seconds. Let's fractal I'm being this. generous. Yeah, let's fractal this out, sir. Oh, my goodness. Okay. They call okay. me the poor rubber kid. So you would jump. <laughs> so you would jump into love real quick. Okay. Okay. I've always wanted a wife. Like. That's what bummed me out the most, I think, with my son's mother and I. Is yeah. like, how do you have a kid and not get married? Like, yeah. How do you? But I remember how we broke up. Like, she was getting hit on by her now husband. She was talking to me about it. And I think the conversation was that she wanted me finally to step up and marry her. Mm-hmm. And here's what I said to her. I said, well, if he's the best that you can have in your life, well, love the hell out of him. Wow. Which is, you know. Well, that's mature of you, <laughs> I think. Yeah, but it's also not fighting for a woman that you're supposed to want to marry, and, you know. Well, see, it's the whole thing between like what's right and what you want, and I don't think I don't think just because you have a kid with someone doesn't mean you have to marry him, you know. It'd be a lot easier. You think so? Well, I'm sure you would know. So I wouldn't know. I don't have any oh, kids. Oh, sucks having your kid a couple of days a week. Yeah, true. Like it sucks not being there the whole time. Yeah. We love you, little Micah. <laughs> He's not allowed to listen to our show. Nice, so. nice. Um, you should cut him a little best of. Oh, he would. Re- he loves talk radio. Yeah, like, you should. You should cut him a little best of episode. <laughs> we throw in a little poopy. <laughs> we throw in a little bit something, something. It'll be fun. It's His all promos. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I listen to. Because, like, for me, like, I've always taken the relationships very serious. Like, if I said I liked a girl, to me, that meant. I'd like to get to know her. I'd like to spend time with her. I'd like to find out, you know, what she loves and stuff. Like, like whenever I said like, it's like that. That to me was like a huge thing, you know. Uh-huh. So like, love was like. But see, you courted. I, you seem like a courting man, where you'd go on two or three dates before you'd get intimate, right? Oh, much more than that. Yeah. See, this I wasn't that yeah. guy. It was like. That was the date. It's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that was the date. <laughs> You're late. <laughs> <laughs> Here's 50 bucks. <laughs> Take a cab. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not into prostitutes. No, I've I know. I've never done that. No, I know. I, I got know. kicked out of a whorehouse once. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, now you got to tell me this, and then we're going to go to break. <laughs> okay. we got five minutes. Tell me this. All right. So, you know where Elko, Nevada is? Yes. All right. We had a buddy up there. Yeah. And my buddy, who doesn't live in town anymore, like my hetero life mate, yeah, uh, Jay and Simon Bobtoon, yeah, we drove up, up there. Uh, we were out partying and having a good time, and they got wh- whorehouses 
all over the town. Really? Yeah. Like there's like four or five of them. Wow. And so we'd go in there trying to get them to pay us. Huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've been drinking. <laughs> Obviously, there's been a couple drinks well, and you had no money left. You should have looked at them. <laughs> <laughs> That's even funnier. And so it didn't work out. So we were just pounding on the windows. Let us in. <laughs> just being Do jerks. you take food stamps? <laughs> I'll draw you a picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, but we weren't there to uh, proselytize. Yeah. We were just there to... To have a good time. Yeah, shame them a little bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty heathens. So what happened? You just get... They just kicked you right out? So, yeah, they go... I think my buddy Daco was like, uh, so how much? And they're like, 60 bucks for 15 minutes. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, well, how about you give me 200 for an hour? Wow. And they were—they didn't think it was funny at all. No, they didn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> I was like, you could count me drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you can take me out to Taco Bell. <laughs> I'll order off the dollar menu. <laughs> I'm a good date. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but one of my thing things with women is I've always tried not to take advantage of them. Yeah. Even yeah. though I know I have. Yeah. But I've matured a lot, like well. me on this campus. I've been a perfect gentleman the yeah, last you two have. years yeah you have. i haven't i've hugged but i haven't kissed or done anything else or dated any students yeah. no, and i i uh it bums me out because there's a lot of i've met some incredible women that you think back in your mind like that's a dime piece if they know? were like your age or what even a couple years older yeah you know wow we'll see yeah. i just there's such an age difference yeah it's a weird thing to overcome it is because i feel old on this campus yeah you know and i'm only 26 yeah i came on this campus when i was 23 about yeah about 23 so it's it's weird like it, it always felt weird i thought about asking one of my professors out last year really she's getting her phd she nice yeah uh, but then yeah. she, she gave you a b <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> awesome awesome well we're gonna go to break real quick like always, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. You can follow Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom. Hit up the Facebook at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. Boom. <laughs> From the penthouse studios of WWHTZ, the flamethrower. It's a nearly famous, highly outrageous, but never ever contagious. Geek Revolution Radio. Are you tired of commercials and grandpa's old radio? Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Everyone is a geek about something movies, music, sports, sharks, TV shows, comics. You name it, we're talking about it. Listen to Geek Revolution Radio every week at geekrevolutionradio.com or subscribe to our podcast feed in the iTunes store. And that is a scientific fact! Uh-huh. Geek Revolution Radio! A proud member of the Bobo Broadcast Network. This is Glenn Mills, weekend anchor at ABC for Utah and former Ute. You're listening to KU Radio.
from the fourth floor of the Union Building at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. This is KU Internet Radio for students by students. Maya! <laughs> what was that song? Maya! <laughs> yes, apparently there was some kind of fire alarm. We had to go away. Yeah. Apparently people on uh, Facebook hit me up. Uh, Will Hatton says, seriously, I swear the union has like four fire alarms a week. <laughs> wow. Trying to cool us off. <laughs> I hate fire alarms. Because then you have to sit out there and listen to all the people's dumb conversations. How was the response time of the fire department eight uh, minutes later? Was it eight minutes? Oh, it had to be at least <laughs> ten. I called my girlfriend. I like I tied tanned. my shoe. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even know where we are. I don't even know what we recorded. So let's just move forward. If you guys got to hear about Lagoon Cool, if the podcast people didn't get to hear it, oh well. Um, <laughs> it was fun. Go. Frightmare. Twitter, follow me, Johnny McKeon. Uh, also, my Instagram is at Johnny McKeon. I post fun and cool little pictures. So you're leaving the Twitter world out of that soon? Yeah. What do you mean? I include it to it. Yeah. Ugh. Don't follow <laughs> me then. Sorry. <laughs> you're going to unfollow me. <laughs> I would if, you, if I knew you weren't going to unfollow me. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at you hamstrung by Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got a follower in the middle of that break. Did you? Yeah, back up. How rude of you. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's EO2 Fasteners. It's some kind of company. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Whatever. Like it. So, so tell me, uh, yeah. what do you got there, man? What do you mean? What do you got? What do you got for news? Oh. <laughs> Speaking of the world-fabulous University of Utah. Yep. This is from the Daily Utah Chronicle. Yep. By Keith McDonald. Hey! <laughs> we know Keith. Yeah. Uh, our former recruit. <laughs> yes. They moved on to bigger and better things. Oh, I would have loved to see him gumshoeing this one. Yep. <laughs> on Thursday, the Marriott Library closed off the third floor because of a bed bug sighting in a lounge chair. Library security immediately contacted Environmental Health and Safety Department on campus and local pest control firm. Valerie Dowell, U Interim Director of Communications, said the firm concluded that the pests cited in the chair were bed bugs. Bed bugs, sir. Yeah, it's I'm not surprised. I'm honestly, I'm really not surprised. Oh, they reported that quickly, huh? Seeing bed bugs. I tell them there's a homeless dude passed <laughs> out in the middle of the booth. They look at me like like so. Like you're crazy. I don't want to wake him, you know. <laughs> Well, that's I, honestly, I blame the homeless people. <laughs> I do. I think I think it's because all the homeless people. Like, where else do you get bed? What student has bed bugs here? Do you think? Besides me. <laughs> yeah, besides you, son. Besides your beard. Yeah, there's a lot of beards on campus. Ugh. I wonder how it was in the seventies. I know, right? <laughs> Just, Just crabs. Yeah, crabs and lice. <laughs> I don't know. Keep reading, man. Let's hear According more. According to the notice, bed bugs were found in soft seating. Found in soft seating. Keith McDonald, darn it, write better. Sasha, read better. <laughs> <laughs> we are taking proactive steps to eradicate all pests. We will proceed with an abundance of caution, Dow said. The entire library was closed on Saturday and Sunday, and the first floor will be open Monday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. According to a notice posted on the library doors, 
Officials and pest control experts expect the library to be open and fully operational by Tuesday. Bedbugs don't generally pose a public health risk. Yes, they do. They bite you. Do they? Yeah. I've never had bedbugs. Me neither. Like, what do they even look like? I don't know. You should look at a picture. I'm trying to pull one up right now. Uh, we'll, we'll put one on the blog. So, I went to the library on Saturday. This is how I heard about it. I heard rumor about it on Thursday when I was in class last week. Uh, yeah, I found out at ABC we did a story on it. Yeah, because Newsbreak was, uh, I think, broke it. Really? Yeah. And uh, so I went there to go do some research, and I couldn't go to the library. Research on bag bugs or just research uh, for, for personal? On Centennial Valley. Oh, oh okay. Because I'm writing the first 15 minutes of the movie. Nice. And it's really screwed me up because I haven't had time to go to the library. And I don't know how to explain to my professor that I couldn't study and write a script because there were bed bugs. Yep. You see Mr. Worth going along with that. Do you see any <laughs> – were, were there any articles or were you looking for hardback books? Uh, microfilm mm, books. Yeah, it's a little uh, trickier. Yeah. I don't know, man. Bed bugs. <laughs> the ra- I guess bed bugs really do cause a lot of problems. Bed bugs and fire alarms. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? The school. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. How was your freshman year? You have bed bugs in <laughs> Dude, did you know that we were gone for 20 minutes because of the fire alarm? Yeah, threw off everything. 20 minutes. Yeah. I am so annoyed. <laughs> what is this school doing with my money? What are they doing? Apparently not investing in fire alarms. Ugh. Did you notice how, like, everyone got up really casually slow? Yeah. Just kind of slowly walked. How, how is this building going to burn down? It's all brick. I don't know, man. I don't. I just work here, dude. I don't know. Can we call Gustavo and get an update? We should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just so annoyed. You're just annoyed. I, it killed, like, it killed my momentum. <laughs> I had a good thing going. All right, time to move on. You got another story? <laughs> so we have, uh, who's coming in today? Oh, Seth Tippett's is coming in uh, at four. Okay, do you like uh, trains? I feel like this is some kind of weird trick question. <laughs> what do you mean trains? I like taking the tracks. Yeah. Is that a train? Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. We have an amazing new thing happening for human beings. Turkey's new underwater rail tunnel links Europe and Asia by Desmond Butler, the Associated Press. Oh, like the Bering Strait? Like, is it like that? Oh, wait, no, that was to the U.S., <laughs> wasn't it? I don't know. I failed geography. <laughs> Your math I pointed at a globe, and I said it was the moon. <laughs> it, just, it gets complicated. <laughs> I, I, I broke the globe, and I put it in upside down, and apparently <laughs> geography's not my strong suit. So our shower curtain at yeah. our house is of a map. <laughs> <laughs> Do you pee on Australia when you're in the shower? <laughs> I saw the rains down in Africa. <laughs> That's what I would do if I had a, a map curtain. <laughs> I wouldn't learn anything. My bag never fills up for me to be able to do this. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Old guy radio. For real. Istanbul, Turkey has opened an underwater. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How do we go from that to that? How are we supposed to be serious? 
How do you call your own <sighs> country turkey? <laughs> I live in the province of chicken. <laughs> Keep going, man. <laughs> uh, so th- yeah, tell me about this train. <laughs> I'm trying to. I can't stop laughing. Oh, man. Istanbul, Turkey has opened an underwater railway tunneling tunnel linking Europe and Asia and the two sides of Istanbul. Yeah. Realizing <laughs> a plan initially proposed by an Aut- Ottoman sultan 150 years ago. The Marmari Tunnel runs under the Bosporus, the strait that connects Black Sea to the Sea of the Marmara. Mar- <laughs> I can't do this. Did you need to practice reading this beforehand? <laughs> I read it last <laughs> night. <laughs> The Marmara and divides Istanbul between Asia and Europe. Yeah. The tunnel is 8.5 miles long, including an underwater stretch that is 4,593 feet. Hmm. It is among a number of large infrastructure projects under the government of Prime Minister Recep Tayyip Erdogan, and they have helped boost economy. What do you think about trains underwater? Uh. I know they do it from France to England. They do it um somewhere else too in the U.S., don't they? They do. Is it Frisco? No. I think it's in Frisco uh, or somewhere. I One of the trains goes underwater for like a bit. I know they. I think it's a Bart. Yeah, I think a Bart goes underwater if I remember correctly. I the idea of being underwater in a train. That's weird. It's scary, but it just shows if you have faith in the system. You know. Officials hope that with. Officials hope with up to 1.5 million passengers a day, the tunnel will s- see some ease of Istanbul's chronic traffic. Yeah. Who knew there were yeah. 1.5 million people there? Yeah, we have it in the U.S., the Transbay tube. It's an underwater tube. From that Oakland to San Francisco? Yeah, the BART. Yeah, it goes from Frisco to Oakland. Yeah. It's three miles. Weird. It's six miles in length, maximum depth of 130 feet below sea level. <laughs> that's pretty deep man you couldn't swim out of that oh i could you couldn't <laughs> what do you mean i can't you can't <laughs> you can't swim 135 <laughs> feet from below slee slee level slee level slee level slee's level yeah have you yeah i don't know would you do it swim no would you take the train <laughs> i know you don't swim you look like you barely float <laughs> why because i'm black yeah <laughs> you being racist or? no Oh. What? <laughs> oh. Speaking of which, we're gonna I'm gonna talk about that in a second. Um, so tell me, what do you think about uh, underwater trains? Do you would you do it? I just worry about earthquakes and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's weird that we're always screwing with the world. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's scary, but I, I'd like to do it once just to see. You know, we should go to Turkey. I'll go to Turkey. <laughs> I'll send you photos. <laughs> what, you wouldn't travel with me? I wouldn't want to share a hotel room with you. We could get joining rooms. Uh, we could share could just maybe different buildings. <laughs> we could share just a bathroom. Well, with all this talk about bed bugs. <laughs> and lice. Yeah. I just want to play it safe. Because you were there when it was shut down, Sasha. You're, they always say the guy returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> You never know. It might have been you. You never know. <laughs> just a, the beard. You, you might have. You might have just spread bed bugs to get out of your homework <laughs> assignment. I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> I was <sighs> gonna go there this morning. Like I was gonna get up at six and go. Yeah. 
but I was afraid. Yeah. Like, I don't want bed bugs in this luscious beard. Yeah, and then you'd have to just dip your beard in gasoline. <laughs> or I don't, I don't know how you get rid of bed bugs. You'd have to get, like, crab shampoo for your beard. Those are a viral video. <laughs> <laughs> you dipping your beard in gasoline. That'd be throwing a match at you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't know you cared so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do, Sasha. So, Sasha, what do you think about blackface? I think it's weird. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily get offended. I just think it's really bizarre. So so check this out. Salt Lake Tribune. Utah's Halloween body paint recalls pain of blackface and racism. Hugh and two Utah jazz fans say they were honoring Aduba and Carl Malone. A tree of par- Utah partygoers has disproved a popular notion. Ignorance isn't always bliss. Sandy native Julianne Ho and two Utah jazz fans drew widespread ire for their use of bronzer and body paint to depict black people in the past week. All three say they meant well, but if their costumes evoke the bigoted minstrel shows of the nation's not-so-distant past, does a lack of awareness excuse them? Julian Ho was the Dancing with the Stars winner. She wore a dark bronzer to portray Crazy Eyes from the Netflix series Orange is the New Black before she tweeted an apology. I'm a huge fan of the show, actress Uzo Aduba, and the character she's created. It certainly was never my intention to be disrespectful or demeaning to anyone in any way. <laughs> How is it not? <laughs> well, is it? Is it is it racist? I'm asking you. Like, what do you think when you see someone wear blackface? I've never seen anyone. I think the only time I ever did it was a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Yeah. Oh, I've seen pictures. Yeah. On it, but I've never seen a person like yeah. live. I went to a party once and someone was like a generic basketball player with blackface, and I was just like, Do they do the arms also, or uh, they who wear long black sleeves? I would imagine you'd get beat up for it. Uh, well, I wouldn't beat him up. I'm not. I don't care enough to beat anyone up over anything, really. Have you, Have you had real racial issues in your life? Oh, tons, so much, dude. Like you um, play the N word and all yeah, that? I've I've got it both ways though. I get I'm either I'm either black or I'm not black. It depends. Like black people call me white, white people call me black. So either way, it's just it's been, it's been a very isolating thing. It's it's definitely kept me from uh, feeling like a part of something. I've never really had a true sense of community for either side. Like, I don't feel, I feel about as much white as I do black, to be honest. So the weird thing that sticks in my mind with this article is two things. Mm -hmm. How do you know that it's not inappropriate? Like, how are you so culturally unaware? I know she's a young girl. Yeah. That doesn't excuse her and her generation of not knowing. I think there might be a truth to that. Yeah. Well, no, that's exactly it. Like, maybe we're past that, you know? Yeah. Could be that. I mean, imitate, like I said last week, imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery. I don't... <sighs> a lot of white people want to be black. Yeah, all the time. Like, most all the time. of my idols growing up were black men in terms of posters on my walls and music I listened to. Yeah. A lot of people want to be friends with me because I'm black, quote-unquote black. Like, people want... Girls want to date me just because of that. Well, because of the myth. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, actually the fact, but no, whatever. <laughs> not with you, sir. <laughs> right. It's never bothered me. I could care less, but I'm I'm not that sensitive. I don't go out of my way to find stuff to be mad about. I mean, is it insensitive? Maybe. Is it offensive? Probably. Does it bother me? No. Because I just think it just makes you look foolish either way. It really is silly costume. Yeah. It's kind of lazy costume. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna put brown makeup on my skin. Yeah. Or like I'm a gangster, and I'm like, is that even a costume? <laughs> like, can you be like an archetype? Like, can you be a personality trait? Like. I'm a crazy person, you know, or like I'm a trailer park guy. I don't know, you know, like I don't know, man. The thing that also struck me was the amount of forced apologies that are yeah. in 
a celebrity in a media. Anytime yep. someone makes a gaffe. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you have to tweet it. You have to, you know, go on TV. You got to go on. You got to do. Well, you know what? Maybe it's a promo thing, though, too, because then you get to go on Ellen and be like, <laughs> hey, Ellen, I'm sorry. And then you get to go on, like, you know, Queen Latifah. Hey, Queen Latifah, I'm sorry. Or you get to go on, like, you know, Maury or all those shows or The Daily Show. I don't know. I don't really watch TV like that. So, so. do black people go whiteface? No. I don't think so. There's I'm sure they have. There. Uh, well, Eddie Murphy did it in SNL, and that's one of the funniest sketches ever. Really? Yeah, when Eddie Murphy I'll, – I'll put it on YouTube if I can find it. It's Eddie Murphy dresses up as a white man for the day. It's so funny. It's so fu- – he goes into a bank, and they're like, they're like, we can't give you this loan. Uh, the, it's a black banker. He goes, I can't give you this loan. I have no credit, no ID. I don't know who you are. And then white guy comes to Johnson. I'll, I'll take care of it. How much money did you need? And he just starts giving him money. He goes, pay us back whenever, or don't pay us back at all. <laughs> <laughs> or like um he's in a store and like he's about to pay for his coffee and like uh, uh there's a black guy who leaves and then the guy goes the white guy at the counter goes what are you doing he goes i'm paying for my coffee and he goes just just take it <laughs> no no just take it <laughs> go get out of here <laughs> yeah that's funny that is funny well let's go to break yeah let's go to break for a minute um we'll we'll set tippets he was caught in traffic he'll be here soon we will have him on, um, but we're going to go to break right now. We're going to listen to some tunes. Yeah, we got some uh, Bush Babies, Ice Cube, and some Eric Sermon. Awesome. Old school. Uh, like always, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McCann. I'm sick of saying it, but I'm going to say it again. Sasha, Mr. Underscore Bloom. Facebook page, same name as the show. I'm ABC4 Chief Meteorologist Jim Kosick. While you are not, there's still good news in your future. You're listening to KU. This is Chris Hollifield from the I Am Salt Lake podcast, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Keith Stubbs, comedian, entrepreneur, actor, and failed radio personality, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. People, people, people. Now, we've all been subjected to years of empty promises, promises of ending world hunger, promises of world peace and other great liberal hopes but do not allow yourself to be lulled into a false sense of security how can they change that which they cannot control well tonight i introduce a man a man who stands behind our plans for global conquest a plan which has been suppressed for way too long and as we enter this new millennium the world is ours, ours for the taking, are you with me, are you with me? Yeah. The clock will rule the world like Curtis, I wield my crown to a tilt, garnish my robe with fine silk, and look over what I built and said, look at those who cross the path of righteous men, let me start again, for those who can't comprehend. Welcome back to Old Ute Radio, I'm Johnny McKeon, with me as always, sadly, is Sasha Bloom. You can follow Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. With us in studio is someone funnier than you. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, that's not hard. That's not difficult. <laughs> I've met cottage cheese funnier than Johnny. <laughs> Sasha, uh, Seth Tippets, everybody. That, that's quite the intro. Hello. <laughs> welcome, everyone. You're right. I am Seth Tippets. Seth, where are you at on Twitter, man? Seth Tippets. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, that one wasn't taken. Awesome. Golden. So Seth, man, how you been? It's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, you know, I've been good. I've been uh, I've 
not seeing you has been a definite <laughs> benefit uh, in the happiness of my my overall <laughs> being, my chakras, uh, not being blocked by McKeans. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, it's been pretty good. How, how have you been? Doing, doing the radio? Wha- yeah, I've been doing the radio. I've been filming. Sarah, she's got a job with the University of Healthcare, so we've been shooting YouTube videos and because okay, uh, when you said filming Sarah, <laughs> like, he's been filming my girlfriend. It's whatever. There's no big deal. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> a little creepy, Johnny. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been working. I got a job at ABC Four. I work there on the weekends. It's pretty cool. You should come by the studio sometime. I I I, I maybe I will. No, you really yeah. should. Like I'm inviting you. Oh, well, good. You should come. It'll be fun. I'll have to tell Siri about it. Yeah. It's the only time I ever I make it to anything. <laughs> Siri, take a memo. <laughs> oh, so Seth, man, where to begin? Remember our? Uh, oh, well, man. I was born at two feet tall. <laughs> uh, you want to start that? Now far you're back. too tall. Yeah, how tall are you? Seven, I'm six, nine. nine. Six, six nine. nine. Yep, yep. It's it's been a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you bang your head on a lot of things. I, I, <laughs> nothing's made for me. I, I hit my head on door frames. I can't fit on amusement parks or into women. <laughs> uh, are you that still might be too dirty for this level of radio. No, I'm sorry. you're good. You're everyone. good. <laughs> you're good. Can you explain? No, 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 no. That's the point. That's you, don't, you don't explain the jokes. And the little kids don't get it. They're just like, Mom, he's funny. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Awesome. So, are you still going with your girlfriend? You know, I may have gone through several girlfriends since we last chatted. Yeah. I tear through the women like toilet paper. Oh, boy. No, no. I I was dating a girl. She's pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Good, good, good. How long have you been doing stand-up, Seth, for the listeners at home? You know, I... Possibly, uh, it's going to be two years in January, I yep. believe. Yep. I don't know yeah. why I said possibly in front of that. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's going to be two years in January. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to be, uh, l- let's see, what's my next gig? I'm down in the Sarah Theater in Orem opening for, for Mr. Keith Stubbs. A theater, man. That's a big deal. Uh, I, I thought so. That's why I bailed out of my Jekyll and Hyde performance that <laughs> night. I'm missing, I'm missing 20% of the performances because I'm missing one of them. Wow. So uh, they're, they're a little mad. They're a little angry. They're so, yeah, feisty. You've, you've been a stage actor for a while too, right? Yeah, yeah I've been doing that for since seventh grade. I saw Cinderella and I was like, you know what? I could be that. <laughs> Not Cinderella, but, uh, you know, it looks fun. And I started just started uh, doing some of that. Hey, I can hear me now. Yeah, there you go. Way to go, tech people. <laughs> there you go, poor Re- boy. <laughs> remain nameless. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah. yeah, you can sing too, right? I can sing. I, I'm a singer. A yeah. little bit of a, yeah. I've, yeah. I've dabbled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting a text. Ooh, it was the, the, you know, you can set the special vibrations on yeah. the, I, I set the, the one for the girl I'm dating to a little heartbeat, you know, a little bump, bump. Nice. That way I know. I always know, even when it's on silent. Nice. I'm glad I mentioned that to everyone. How are you doing? Are we gonna, you guys ready for Halloween? Yeah. What are you gonna be? You know, a, a I, light post. No. You know, I <laughs> put a bulb in your mouth. I, I, I want to be an oompa loompa. <laughs> people, people have said, you know, you can't pull that off. I, I think I can. That I would be hilarious I, if you were an oompa loompa. Uh, I think I can pull it off. I think I'll do it. <laughs> so, dude, what's it like opening, man? Like. Opening. You've been doing it now for what six months? Doing opening? Opening, yeah, for other comics. Oh no, I've been doing it uh, six months into when I started, I think. So yeah. I think around Jul- Janu- July of last year. I've been doing it for yeah, I've opened for a lot of really cool people, a lot of great opportunities. How's uh, it feel? It's it's well, it's great. I mean, it I mean, it depends. Every weekend's different. Sometimes you will get a crowd that's uh, I, I call them polite when they when they because <laughs> Utah there rarely is there's going to be like a you know oh. This guy, boo! Get off the <laughs> stage. Let's get 
someone shorter, regular heighted <laughs> people. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, usually Utah, if they don't like you, or they even if they do like you, sometimes there's a polite audience. They'll just sit there and smile and make no noise at all. So you're like, well, I really bond. And then after the show, everyone's like, yeah, that was so good. Because only in Utah you'll see the, like, the girls that laugh with their with their hand over their mouth and just because <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know it's a it's a w- it's a weird thing I think it's weird but yeah. it's no it's fun it's fun I've had a good good experience who who you open for man see I told you, you should have told me <laughs> to prepare here we, oh too loud I'm peeking is that what's happening yeah 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 you're coming in just a little hot I'm allowed well I'm allowed you have you I have one headphone on so yeah you have like <laughs> this <laughs> DJ style <laughs> as the the very ethnic <laughs> intro music that really just doesn't doesn't really I don't know why that was there. Anyway, no, I have <laughs> open for like that. Let's see, Lachlan Patterson, Rachel Feinstein, Ron Funches. Ryan I love Ron Funches. Ryan Hamilton. Ron Funches is so freaking hilarious. Just yeah. Those are my blueberry muffins. <laughs> 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 is that your Funches impression? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's such a big guy for such a sweet little like but demeanor. He, but then when he does the big black voice, that always cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ron Funches was real fun, and uh, that was probably one of my favorite shows thus far. He's, yeah, but I, I mean, it's great to meet all these all these national comics. It's crazy, crazy that I even get that opportunity. Me with my my jokes about being tall and and the pioneers because those are so relevant. <laughs> yeah, you, you still talk about the pioneers. I, I got the I got the pioneer joke. Nice, uh, nice. It's a solid. It's a keeper. I think. Nice. Got got some new stuff about gauges. Nice. Like to alienate people immediately. <laughs> like, you like hey, to split the audience. Hey, you in the front with the holes in your ears. Can you? Can you? Did, yeah. You'll, well, that's obviously not the material. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost the studio with that one. I don't, I don't, I don't jive with me anymore. Tough room. <laughs> all the insulation. <laughs> oh man, it's good seeing you, man. So you're a student at the U, yes. <laughs> student's a strong word. You're That's enrolled. A, he's a visitor. Yeah, <laughs> enrolled is a strong word. I, no, I, I was I was here. I was at the U, uh, the lovely, lovely institution that it is. I was uh, majoring in a variety of things. Turns out to be rather expensive when you change majors four times, and uh, and then drop out to do comedy. So that's now I. It's just, you know, sometimes you think, you think, you know, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. College isn't for me, okay? <laughs> you know, you know, those aren't. They're not like I love when people bring up Bill Gates and Zuckerberg for dropping out of school. They're not like the people who exclusively dropped out of school. No, I know. There's thousands also, upon millions of people have dropped the, out of school. Those are the point zero one percent that were successful. So everyone mentions them. That no yeah. one says like, you know, that meth guy down yeah. the street. <laughs> yeah. He dropped out. I'm yeah. gonna do that. Yeah, that guy who works at Pay. Less shoes. He <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> no, the guy that works pay less shoes has a physics degree. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing rather well for, for his yeah. field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so what's your major now? Computer science again? Yeah, something like that. Who the who? Who knows? I yeah. I'm actually uh, considering trying out for the singers, U- University of Utah singers. So. Uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> you ever heard these pipes? Golden vibrato. That's what I'm talking about. No, I, uh, considering it, you know, my voice teacher said it might be a decent uh, idea, approach. Yeah. They go, you get a little scholarship money, you know. How's your brother doing? He's dead. <laughs> he, uh, well, he got a job working at Disney World as a character performer. Are you serious? He, yeah, he was, he, was, he was out there for a little while, and, uh, and I was pretty worried about him. Cause the, you know, it's been touch and go with him. 
It, well, yeah. he's and he's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bit of a dummy. He's pretty dumb. He's pretty dumb. It's, it's a true story. He, he was driving out there, and he calls me up. Uh, he calls me up. He says, "Seth, I'm driving through Alabama right now, and I got to tell you, they take this Bible Belt stuff pretty seriously. I mean, there's giant wooden crosses everywhere. <laughs> it's like Christian, those are telephone poles." <laughs> time being goofy and woody and, and all the tall characters and uh and then uh got fired for for losing his temper really yeah he, he beat a kid he, he, well he threw a <laughs> bottle of fry sauce at him <laughs> did he bring the fry sauce from home no, did no, they that, have that in? that was a care package for my mom <laughs> <laughs> so you, i guess you could say she got him fired was it on his lunch break like <laughs> I, I i'm not sure exactly what happened i think his roommate called him a galactic retard <laughs> galactic <laughs> retard it seems to me that's not a bad enough excuse to like be, I, I mean not excuse uh, insult to be like uh, i'm gonna throw a fry sauce to waste some fry sauce waste some delicious homemade what was it? Home? What, what's homemade? Storm, store bought. Like <laughs> barbecue sauce and mayonnaise. Oh, homemade. I just <laughs> Is that what fry sauce? I thought it was ketchup. It depends. It depends There's barbecue you, you, want sauce? Little, you want a little spice to it? Yeah, some barbecue. That's right. So I wait, if I put chalua in mayonnaise, would that be fry sauce? I don't know what that is. Is that a word? Chalua. It's hot sauce. <laughs> Don't 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 speak here. <laughs> God, I missed you, so. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess his roommate wanted him tried for assault. Yeah. It's really more of a sauce, I think. That was not going oh, in the act. That yuck. is not going in the act. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll cut that one. <laughs> oh, it's already cut. I'm, I'm using the, the, this is the C material you guys get. C material. No, this for, is the Seth the material that we get. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh wow. man. But yeah, it's just going all right. Then, yeah. So anyway, he's back. He's back. He uh, he works at a call center now. So is he still going to UVU? Yeah, majoring in the in the ballet. Still doing ballet. Still still ballet. Still have jokes about ballet. That's a smart decision. Easy oh. thing to make fun of. Yeah, you know, there's he'll be working at the pay lesson three years from now if he <laughs> plays his cards right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once that astrophysicist moves on up to general manager. Oh, no, no, that, that, still ballet is better than that. That's yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Dude, your parents must be so proud. A comedian or and a drunk. ballerina. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those two. I, uh, you know, where were they when I in my formative years? I'll never know. I'm convinced I was adopted by something. I, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. They. Uh, yeah. How's your dad doing? He's good. He's good. I always liked good. your dad. He's a good guy. Yeah. He always likes him too. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fan of him. No. He's, yeah. My dad's good. He's uh, he he's been hitting the hitting the hitting the. Alcohol, yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Uh, nice. It's a good dad. It's, that's great dad right there. That's, uh, no, that's what dads day, do. The other day, in fact, he always drinks only exclusively at night, like between 1 and 5 a.m., so my mom doesn't <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes he gets a little too, like the other day he uh, got too drunk, I guess, and I went to bed. In fact, this was like, I, I just done Rock Springs, a gig up in Rock Springs, so I got home at like 2 or 3. I'm like, hey, dad, okay, see you later, good night. He he decides to fix things when he's drunk, which um, <laughs> seems like a bad idea. I yeah. personally, he's like, I'm gonna go fix all the light bulbs in the house yeah, without the any depth <laughs> perception or balance. <laughs> Who needs that? Yeah, Dad, you also need a ladder. Overrated. <laughs> no, no. Did you stand on your shoulders? Remember, he's in my family. <laughs> yeah. No one needs ladders. But I, yeah, then I guess my mom woke me up at like six that morning. Seth, your dad's missing. <laughs> he's drunk and he's gone. <laughs> 
He's probably running around the track or something because we live next to a high school, and yeah, I guess he runs the track when he's drunk. <laughs> uh, you know, it's good to stay in shape, yeah. I guess. And it uh, turns out he was in bed next to her, uh, just <laughs> under the covers in such a way that she missed him. Well, you guys, your parents probably sleep in a giant bed. <laughs> they, they do. It's they probably do. a giant bed. R.C. Willie. Is that why you work at R.C. Willie? To get like to get special the, deals the on beds? The, the large furniture. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, but yes. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How big is your bed? What kind of what size bed? Because you're you're you know, six. Up at, up at, yeah, I'm six nine, and up until two years ago, I had a twin, uh, <laughs> twin, twin mattress. My feet pushed together, uh, like uh, long ones. Initially, uh, yeah, I used to have two twins, but then we moved into a new house. Two, couldn't fit the two twins. Also, a case for bras. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, 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 but uh, another uh, Seth joke. <laughs> no, That's no, a these, Seth Tippett's joke. No, no, these are taken from pages. I just hacked them from Johnny. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> he but, stole uh, my old notebook. <laughs> stole your new notebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah now I, I have a I have a queen. I sleep diagonally on it. It works out. Nice. I'm glad I uh, trigonometry helped out. Yeah. Uh, people say, when is that going to apply to me? This is when it applies. <laughs> Do you have awesome. any seven footers in your bloodline, or no? No, no I'm, I'm the tallest in uh, both sides of the family. Everyone on my dad's side is under. I mean, my dad's six foot, and he's like a giant yeah. to the rest of them. And then my mom's side, they're all about six two, six three, but nothing. Yeah, yeah. His dad's about my height, and his mom's a little bit taller. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. feels about right. What was it like being tall in middle school? Like, were they all pushing you to sports, or did you get teased? Uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was. I was kind of ner- I wore tie dye a lot uh, in middle. Bad decision. Bad decision. <laughs> you I wore tie dye a lot in middle I, school. I did, and so I, I was. You look like a giant flower. And I was. <laughs> and I blossomed. <laughs> no, no I, uh, I, I played sports. Then I started getting a little more popular with the sports because that always helps to have sixteen instant friends when you go to a school. It's like, oh yeah, there's the tall guy layup. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. All right, I guess. You won the championship, right? Didn't you? Also, we we did. We won the state championship. I got a giant ring I'll never wear unless I decide to be a pimp. So <laughs> <laughs> and that career change, that's that's in the cards for me. That's another Canadian. major. <laughs> you major in psychology, become a pimp. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I like it. Have you thought about, like, joining, like, with the computer science? Have you thought about joining, like, the EAE or anything? Is like that, that the electronic and arts education? Something. Yeah, tell us about it, DJ Solar. <laughs> the entertainment arts and engineering program. That's mm. what I'm in right now. He's a computer guy too. Mm-hmm. He's a nerd. Yep. <laughs> nerd for li- hey, hey, it's okay, Mister Person. I can't see behind the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Nerds make the big up. bucks. Yeah, that's what do. I say. <laughs> this country would be horrible without them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, DJ Solar. This is Seth. Seth. We, we, we'd is be DJ Zimbabwe Solar. without the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, and w- I mean, a little more malnutrition, I guess. But did you guys see that movie, Captain Phillips? No, have you? Yet? No. I did. It was a. I loved it. it was really. Very enjoyable. They got real people from Somalia to be like the Somalian guys <laughs> because I guess anorexia is bad. Uh, <laughs> I, it was, yeah, because uh, well, I, I, was, I was wondering because there's no way I think people could lose that amount of weight and look that skinny yeah. without like having already been that skinny. Tom Hanks did it for Castaway. Did he? Yeah, I remember. I've never seen – I saw. I watched it for the first time like Tom almost Hanks. a year ago. Yeah. I, I watched. I watched. I got to the point where he crashed on the island, and the action was over. And I was just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, this, yeah. well, this is nowhere this is to go but down." Yeah. I mean, yeah. When the FedEx plane crashed, <laughs> you're like, "This is why I go UPS." You that's, see? That's exactly <laughs> right. It's true. It's true.
true. I, no, I don't even do UPS. Everything's in the cloud. I, even physical packages. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in the cloud. So your joke writing, man, how, how's that been going? Do you still write or do you kind of You know, I, I go in slumps. I get, I get some, uh, I'm not, and I'm not going to ever say there's peaks of this slump. It's just slumps, and then I come up with something, and it slumps lower. I'm like, well, that last joke was better than that. But no, I, I, my joke writing just kind of comes whenever something funny happens in my life or I think of something. A lot of times, that just when I'm talking with people, I'll, I'll remember a story from younger when I was younger and yeah. say it, and then, oh, well, that one would make a bad joke. And sometimes just funny things happen, like a joke I'm working on, well, I, I possibly might do in the next couple of weeks, is uh, my dad comes up to me yesterday. He's like, oh, yeah, it was, uh, go, you come to Zoe's volleyball game? We're, we're, it's, uh, we all have to wear pink. It's Breast Awareness Day. Like that, it's breast cancer awareness. <laughs> <laughs> if it was breast awareness, we'd all be wearing pink every day. <laughs> and, you know, that just that that happened, and that just happened in real life. And you know, it's funny enough, yeah. I guess I don't know. Awesome. But I mean, it's, it's I don't know. Yeah. yeah so it's just kind of where it's at. Just yeah, just write jokes when they when they happen. I wish I wrote regularly. I'm sure being in Jekyll and Hyde is. Uh, Averting my time a little bit. What I is Jekyll and Hyde? Jekyll and Hyde is uh, it's a it's a musical, uh-huh. musical w- of which I am the butler. Nice. I, I I wanted to be Hyde, and well Jekyll and Hyde because it's the same guy. Uh-huh. Oh, is it so one guy playing two positions? Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I told him I said I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it if I'm not Jekyll and Hyde. They're like, you want to be the butler? Deal. I'll take it. I'll do. It. And I and I've, I I uh, I buttle. What production house are you in working with? Draper Arts Council. Nice mm. little community theater nice. outfit in Draper, as it were. And uh, Draper's isn't that bad, right? Footloose. You were you were the bad guy in Footloose, weren't you? I was the bad guy in Footloose. I was the bad guy in Damn Yankees. Uh, I was the devil, which is actually the lead. Or a lead, I guess. That was that was a lot of fun being the devil. And what in, in Damn Yankees? Uh huh. I've never seen it, so I don't know. I've never yeah. seen Damn Yankees. It's a no. So this this old tired old grandpa guy sells <laughs> his soul to the devil to become a superstar baseball player, and I'm the devil. And the whole show, possibly gay. <laughs> <laughs> the devil was like, does the devil have a girlfriend? Ah, that was my that was my goal. That was my motivation. Nice, nice. Awesome. So what else have you acted in? <laughs> I was an orphan in uh, Oliver nice. as, as a lad. Uh, that was actually my first show, I think. And I was the king and the king and I. And I was just Rapunzel's prince. A lot of royalty. Yeah. Lot of, I got that regalness about me. I'm either, uh, that's the thing. I'm, I'm too tall to be like a, oh, he's such a romantic, blah, because the girls look like, it, it looks pedophilic. It, it does. Yeah. I, I always look like a dad. You yeah, know, you do. Like, Oh, my darling. It's like, your hands are the size of my chest. Yeah. Did theater help your uh, comic career? I think so. I think it helps with stage presence. And, and you know, I wouldn't, I don't know, if if you're going to pursue comedy, you have to just get that stage presence. Because even with the years of theater I'd done, going up on stage the first time for comedy is completely different because it's stuff you wrote. It's it's not some like tr- tried and tested Broadway something or other. It's not the hits. It's not the hits. You don't yeah. ha- you don't have the hits when you first go up. I mean, my first jokes were about like Bigfoot was Jewish. Bigfoot was Jewish. Do you remember that? I remember that. Why not offend every Jewish person in the entire accounting <laughs> department? You don't what? offend me. <laughs> no, no, sir. it was the law school. 
Oh, that's right. The law school. Can we tell this story? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is at the U. They're going to they're yeah. be listening. Oh, sh- they probably are. Yeah. They never gave me my prize. But whatever. You won? <laughs> Technically. But then they told me because I wasn't. Don't they give prizes they, to They told me now? I wasn't part of the law school, so I couldn't win. I, I thought the prizes were just the sandwiches. I, I no, there was actual prizes. Yeah, well, anyway. Well, th- well they chased so you with flaming torches. <laughs> yeah, suffice it to say, they did not enjoy my act. Uh, I, wha- they did like a little American Idol style thing where they had all the judges like in a row. Uh, so it was it was a talent show for uh, a certain group of people here at the university. So Seth and I yeah. did it, and just, I just did a little, little yeah. mic time, you know. A little yeah, we were just getting some mic time. This is this is over a year ago. And yeah, I wasn't very good. Yeah, and neither was I, but I did all right, and like they liked what I did, and uh, you know it was pretty cool. And then Seth, you did what you did. Uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I did what I did, and like so, b- the girl before me went up there and sang like the Titanic song or something or other. Yeah. And she looked like she could have eaten Leonardo DiCaprio. She was a big girl. <laughs> Very big girl. And uh, <laughs> and, th- and just not <laughs> just pitchy, pitchy, and and not not a great singer. And the the the, the department people were all just. You know what? If you just work on it, you'll be better. You'll do good job, and and they were just very supportive of every. Even though she only did okay, I went up there and told these jokes. It's like, you know what? It's really hard to tell a good joke, and you proved that tonight. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> all like, were Simon Cowell, all three yeah. of them. <laughs> like they, they even got the British accent. I don't know where that came from. The old lady was just like, no. I was no. like, you got nothing to say? She's like, I don't. I have nothing, I have to, say. nothing to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> was it the was it the the Bigfoot uh, anti-Semitism yeah. a little bit? Maybe. Did the old lady look like she could have been a Holocaust survivor? Yes, probably. But it, yeah. it, so I, uh, it's it's whatever. I, yeah. Well, you, you, that's you the whole go process. Like that to, yeah. to understand if you're not. I mean, otherwise you end up being. Uh, I guess I shouldn't name any names, but there there are people that that don't get better and don't realize. Not well, and also it, you have to figure out the line between offensive and just poor taste or just a bad joke. Yeah, because like you can have an offensive joke that's funny, and you can have an offensive joke that's just awful. Yeah, and it's and I, yeah. I and I I looked at my act and I, you know, a year ago everything was, I mean it was it was all pretty pretty awful, pretty raunchy. I but I I'm not that kind of person in real life, and for me to tell jokes about sex or race yeah. isn't me because no. I've never done that. I don't do that yeah. in real life. And so when you're trying to find your comedic voice, you kind of have to think of what you're – What I mean, how are you in real life? When you're the funniest with your friends, what are you talking about? Exactly. And, you know, a lot – and so I just I, – I, I hope I'm getting closer to that that ideal that that I am on stage, who I am in real life. Well, and you bring up a great point. Like, that's my biggest problem. You know, like, I suck. Yes, like, when I, like – But then again, you suck in real life. So <laughs> you've reached that level yeah. of oneness that none of us ever have. <laughs> I suck consistently now. <laughs> Both on and off stage, I'm I awesome suck. in real life. I stink on stage. <laughs> yeah, like I've been trying to like I took a, the reason I haven't been going is because I've been trying to really figure out who I am, you know. And I've been able to find it in all these different things, and it's been helping a lot. Like just with me being comfortable with who I am and who I what I want to talk about, you know. Because like you know me, I like to write, but just because I like to write doesn't mean it's stuff I want to talk about. Yeah, well, you know? and, you, and it takes time, and there's really no other alternatives to to doing. To just getting up and doing yeah. stage time because, I mean, you could write killer material. If someone took Louis C.K. stuff word for word, but went on stage with no no stage presence, presence, they they would bomb they, horribly. Bomb. Exactly. And yeah. aside from the fact that everyone would boo them off the stage for stealing Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. But uh, you know, it's just you, you need that stage 
practice and presence and even if it's doing a bunch of coffee shops and open mics that's just what needs to be done and and we're so lucky in Utah to have wise guys as it is uh, I mean because other places I've had friends move to, to New York and it's not the same you yeah know, no one no yeah. one gives a crap who you are even if you've been on TV no one gives a crap who you are yep they're just like you know it's because there's a million comments. Well, there's so many people. There's a thousand other people who have done more favors for them than you. And who are you? I don't exactly. know. Who, you know, it's like unless you're, unless you're Chris Rock, you're not going up tonight unless you wait in line like everyone else. And it's, that's. I mean, yeah. that's the way things are. There's guys with Letterman credits that still got to do bringers. That they still oh, got to yeah. bring people. You yeah, know? I mean, it's it's tough. It's and it people. I mean, pe- especially in Utah, people come to open mic, and ex- you know, it's like, oh, three minutes. I only get to do three minutes. Oh, I'm. I'm better than that. It's like, says who? I mean, like, <laughs> the fact that they're giving you three minutes is, is a, a tremendous opportunity. It's huge. And it's just, peop- I don't know. I don't know where the sense of entitlement comes in comedy. That it's people just amateur way of thinking. Well, it's, yeah, it's true. People think they're just the shiz. Yeah. There was a, there was a comedian going around the podcast community in Salt Lake beating up wise guys quite a bit. We had Brian Pope in studio. Was he beating up wise guys? Oh, yeah. Really? Especially on I Am Salt Lake. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, basically saying that they were controlling all the comedy in town and that there was nowhere to go except for his stage. And he thought that uh, his career could be enhanced by going to New York because... Then leave. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah, that's why he went. It, yeah. uh, that, that was the first person I've really heard. He, he Even when he was in studio here, he kind of, um, you know, railed against Keith Stubbs and... And but we've Keith had Keith on, yeah. He's the nicest yeah. guy. He's a great guy. Exactly. We and had him on our show. He's so amazing. So many opportunities to, to so many young people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- I mean, truth be told, for someone to feature for for a headliner, I mean, a lot of places won't even give you a look unless yeah. you have credits, unless you have five years, ten years. It's like, and Keith's like, oh, you've been doing it six months. You know, I'll give you a shot. I'll I'll let you go, and that's how you that's how you get better. Because until you get past that open mic mm-hmm. stage, you don't know. Because uh, I I remember my first couple weekends, it was. It was shocking the difference between the crowds because the crowd on a weekend paid to get in there. They're, they're, they're expecting a show. When a crowd at open mic, they've seen so much garbage. So if you're even okay, they're going to look at you and be, wow, that was, that was pr- I mean, they're, they're going to. Y- well, yeah, that's, that's the, like, if something that people got to learn. It's like they're not sitting there wanting to hate you. They want to laugh, you yeah. know, and they're even more desperate to laugh if they've had a crap ton of comics before them. Yeah, but then when you come to a show, it's like, hey man, I paid twenty five dollars well, for these and, seats, and all you know, all the features, the headline, everyone better be hilarious because it's it's. I mean, there's a lot riding on it, and and it, you know, it's just a crazy opportunity that, that Keith gives out to to so many so many comics that because he is running a business, and you know, some people that might speak out against wise guys think that you know he's controlling it and this and that. And it's like it's it's just I lost all my audio. Am I am I gone? <laughs> no, you're still good. Oh it's dear. just your crummy headphones. Crummy headphones. I can hear you. You're good. Oh, good. He can't put up someone that's gonna that's gonna f bomb it up for for twelve years. He can't put up someone that's gonna talk about just sex stuff, because there's gonna be a lot of people in Utah that don't like that. Yeah. And there are shows that that have uh, that have that kind of feel to it, and people, you know, you can you have a little more freedom sometimes, but I I just can't ima- I I don't I can't understand how people complain about what Keith does for the comedy community. I think he's fantastic. He was very kind to us. I mean, he yeah. didn't have to come in here for us on our show. I mean, yeah, why did I have to come in here? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, where's sir. The, where's my kudos? Where's <laughs> the, I, I like your confidence. I really do. I, you're the first comedian that's come in here and kind of has taken the room, and I like that. 
It's it's a uh, it's unique. It's fresh. Well, you, well, you're welcome for taking the room. I, <laughs> this is now the Seth Tippett's podcast. You're going to play for three hours of smooth jazz. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. People that complain about it are just it annoys me. It annoys other comedians who are all I mean, everyone's working hard. Everyone's yeah. everyone's trying to do their thing, and. Funny's funny. Yep. If, if you're if you're not funny and you're gonna be dirty and gross, there's a difference between funny and shock humor. Yep. It's not. I mean, if you're just gonna go up there and oh, he said that. Ah, oh, snap. It's that's. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I don't know. So, do you use profanity in your show at all, or? Uh, you know, it depends on the show. If obviously it's a, if it's a if it's a PG something, I I might not. I the only words I ever say are maybe the the B word. Uh-huh. And uh, and the A word because those are my favorite and I think they're funny, <laughs> but uh, you know and it's n- that's the the big thing is that I don't have any like punchlines that are contingent on those words and so if I need to take them out I can because mm-hmm. that's I mean they I think they, I do think they add to f- I think I think curse words in the right place add to comedy I think it makes it funnier sometimes it has a use it has a purpose but when it's when it's every other word's the F word it loses all meaning it loses all and there's no punch anymore it's like I mean, that's just my personal opinion. That's that's by no means. I mean, all of these things are my personal opinion. Sure. Nothing has to do with. I mean, everyone finds their own path, but in comedy. So when uh, Jimmy Norton or Patrice O'Neill comes to Wise Guys, do they? He's bring dead, by the way. Yes, sir. Patrice O'Neill. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. but he, w- he, his last public show was at Wise. Yeah. So when those two men came to Salt Lake, did they bring a different audience than the one that comes to Wise Guys normally? Because uh, at least with Jimmy, he is. Filthy. Yeah, yeah, and it's tr- and it's true, and and yeah, his audience definitely comes out to see him, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of comics that have that audience that mm-hmm. that'll uh, that love that eats that stuff up, and and for the, I mean there are a lot of people like that in Utah. Peop- a lot of people get the impression that most crowds in Utah are very, very uh, LDS, very mm-hmm. you know conservative, and and sometimes that is true, and sometimes you'll get a show with with a, a very conservative and tight crowd, but. For the most part, it's not that way. I think there's a misconception that, that people won't laugh. I mean, like I said, if it's funny, most people will laugh. You know, the, the kind of people that would laugh at Jim Norton stuff would also laugh at, at Steve Solberg or Keith Stubbs sure. or any of these super clean comedians because it's still funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't... I mean, Andy Gold. Andy Gold. I mean, he's he's definitely bluer than most, but he doesn't swear a lot. Yeah. He doesn't talk about gross things that often, maybe in his headlining act. But it's, I mean, people... Yeah, they just get the impression that that's what they need. They need to be edgy. Oh, I need to need to get out there and make a name for myself being edgy. There are too many guys being edgy. Is that insecurity that drives that? or? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I know my first couple open mics, I did jokes about that kind of stuff. And it's, w- like I said, it wasn't who I was. Uh, it got, like, sort of laughs. But that's just because it's open mic where they kind of like that stuff because they're used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, recently I know I've talked to some people and, Open mic's been degrading into this who's got the best abortion joke and <laughs> who's got the best rape joke, child abuse, <laughs> cancer. <not? laughs> it's like, and, uh, you know, if it's funny, sure, but if it's just the same old, same old, ha-ha, and I found her in my trunk, ha-ha, and it's just, uh, it, I don't know, it gets gets old to, to crowds, I think, and it gets old to, definitely gets old to comedians because we've seen a lot, but I, I don't know. I'm and I'm kind of a laugh slut, to be honest. I laugh at anything. Like if <laughs> I'll laugh at Jim Norton, I'll laugh at Patrice O'Neill, and I'll go on the other side of the spectrum and laugh at all that. I like Brian Regan, anything that's funny. Th- I mean, if you're, I don't know. I and people comedy snobs. Well, that's not funny because it's cheesy. It's like cheesy is still funny to me. Cliche is funny. I mean, any 
uh, Maria Bamford, super alt and crazy, and Ron Funches, some of these guys are just like weird, still make me laugh because I can see, I don't know. Because it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. And, and I, yeah. Funny's funny. People get an idea that, they, I mean, that you should be funny about who you are. You should be you funny. You shouldn't be what you think the audience wants funny because that changes day to day. And do you really want to rewrite your act every two years because people are into edgy comics just because Louie and Mark Marin are on, have their own TV shows now? Does that mean everyone wants to be Louie? And, and it's, I mean, for a large number of people, yeah. A lot of open micers come out and say, I'm going to be Louis C.K. And it's like, well, he's, did you see what he was when he started out? I mean, yeah. doing dolphin jokes. Yeah. And very clean <laughs> and just. Really absurdist. Very, yeah. very absurdist. You know, maybe not clean, but yeah. It, it, weird. It, it, his stuff weird. was off the wall. Yeah. yeah Live in Houston, it's a weird album. And uh, he went from that to what he is now because he just, that's how he changes the person, changes oh. the comic. He's been doing it for over 20 years, too. You yeah. know? Yeah. I thought his comedy really improved once he was on television. I've I've watched Louis for a long time, but his shows like Lucky Louis seemed like it almost brought a different humor to his comedy shows. Well, he I mean Louis C.K. is just a, a titan and a beast of of comedy. For him to write the the whole season of Louis and then write you know an hour, hour of material for hour that of show, material for the show, and yeah. then write another hour of material for a for a special he's doing. I mean he's insane, and I. You saw him record his his album or his I live. I, I was I drove down to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, your yeah, whole family went, didn't Our you? whole family. My mom was not uh, impressed. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she insisted on coming. She's like, I, just, I have to come. She wanted to make sure we didn't have any fun at all. That's, that was her goal. And uh, <laughs> she didn't succeed. No, she, she enjoyed Louis C.K. Yeah. She, she, because uh, his, his, what was the album called? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wasn't all that offensive compared to other things. Not, not compared to his other stuff. And, Shameless, and, a lot dirtier. And she, I mean, she loved it. She laughed, laughed her butt off the entire show. And then, uh, and then the second we got in the car, well, that wasn't worth twelve hours. <laughs> that was just that was garbage. And it's like, well, then don't come. And it's like, I, it, was, uh, it was a crappy car ride. I was, it's actually the lead-in for one of my pioneer jokes. <laughs> nice. Do you want to go into cinema or television? Is that a goal? Well, well that's, I'm sure that's most comedians' mm -hmm. dream and goal. There's people that might say they're a comedy purist and only want to stick to stand-up, but mm -hmm. those aren't really. Uh, I mean, as a financial, you don't decision. see him on TV. <laughs> well, you, well, you don't see those guys on TV. It's, it's true. You don't. But uh, I think I mean I'd love to. That's that's kind of been the that's why I was majoring in film for a while. I, I you know I might be too tall. They might cut off some of my hair. That's okay. It's okay. I'll invent yeah. a new kind of lens that like headroom that down. It's a headroom <laughs> lens. Just tell the cameraman to move back. That's right. <laughs> move back. I'm on the wall. Have There's you nothing here. Been on local television here? I don't think so. Yeah, no. you got to go to ABC. They got a great morning show, and they bring in comedians on all the time. No, Dude. so uh, you're gonna come over when I'm at ABC. I'll give you a tour of the studio. I'll introduce you to some people. You know, mm -hmm. tour of the studio. Don't give a introduce me to some people. Some business. Uh -huh. Rub some shoulders. <laughs> well, hello there, Mr. Executive. Don't don't, don't rub any of my boss's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> like, uh, your shoulders a foot lower than mine. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. we should uh, probably get going here. Uh, yep. We have another show coming in. Yeah, we got uh, uh, What's in Your Cheeks with Ryan Meeks, <laughs> a.k.a. Fusion Radio, a.k.a. DJ Polar, Solar, what is it? A.k.a. Mixmaster, a.k.a. Oatmeal 5000. Yeah, um, Seth, where are you at on Twitter, man? Uh, at Seth Tippett. And your Facebook page? Is uh, Seth Tippett something or other. <laughs> I don't know. Dot Seth Dot Tippett, I believe. I, okay. I don't know. But make sure, yeah. And then if I could just 
One more shameless plug. Make sure do them all. If you're if you're ready, if you're in the Orem area, come down to the Sarah Theater on the November second at seven. Uh, the seven p.m. show might still have tickets. I know the nine p.m. probably does. Buy some tickets. See Mr. Keith Stubbs. He's hilarious, hysterical. Also Mike Anderson on the Channel Five. I think he's he's going to be opening. And then and then I'm, I'm I'm hosting the whole shindig. So that'll be good times. H- how much ex- experience have you had as MC? Uh, I've a lot, a lot recently. I've been uh, been hosting in the last last month or so. Seems like every weekend I've been hosting. So nice. I think, I, I think I'm getting there. I'm nice, I, man. I, I got that host it's personality. Seth I got that radio voice. That's Seth not a way of saying you're ugly, but <laughs> uh, people are jerks. I just it, it makes me so happy to see you doing so well, man. It really does. Jealous. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like I'm being serious. No, no. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we started out with that crap sketch group and. You know, <laughs> crap. Well, we no, tried. We I tried. Know, I know. Yeah, no, we it's tried. It's, I mean, it's, and like you know, that a sketch comedy is tough too, just because it's so. Uh, well, again, it's stuff you've written. It's not the classics. Yeah. And it's with a bunch of people who may or may not have ever done theater and don't know what that. And may or may not have ever performed. Yeah. To, I yeah. mean, to memorize all that stuff and have to rely on a bunch of other people. It's like stand up. You can just go up there. Hey, I'm going to tell this joke. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Like ten other people. Oh, if I don't do this line right, this whole story doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oops. Have you done improv at all? You no, like I've w- good at it. I've wanted to. I think I would be. I think I would. No, no, <laughs> kiss ass. No, I'm just <laughs> no I'd, I'd, I'd like to try. Sasha's swinging from Seth balls <laughs> over there. <laughs> Settle down, you unfunny people. <laughs> That's right. No, I, I'd like to give it a shot. I uh, off Broadway theater. Here they have. I've been to their couple of their mm-hmm. shows. Been pretty funny. Uh, that's really the only local improv group I've watched. I know uh, Mike Grover does improv a lot, and he, he gave me some suggestions on places to go take some classes and things, and it should be fun. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you, man? You're just going to keep doing what you're doing? Just keep doing You know, as soon as I'm done with Jekyll and Hyde, I'm going to sleep a lot. I've, I haven't had a lot of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean, as far as comedy's next for me, I just you know keep working hard, keep writing jokes. Within a year, I think it'd be cool if I had enough material to headline. Not that that's gonna happen because I've been like hovering at twenty minutes for the last year. Yeah, it's like just because just you keep replacing. And well, yeah, like it's like yeah. this joke stinks. This joke, st- you know, every you cut out your bottom ten percent to quote Seinfeld. Is that what he says? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, well, I cut out my bottom fifty. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is all crap. <laughs> Toss that in the dumpster. Yeah, Seinfeld, he was funny. Yeah. Dropped 80 bucks on those tickets, and, and the girl I took didn't talk to me after that. <laughs> what wow. <a> sweetheart. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Time. We better get out of here. Seth, it was great catching up with you, man. Yeah, it was fun. Good times. I hope I didn't peek the mics too much. No, I don't know. We were having an issue earlier, we but clean we it cleaned up. it up after. Yeah. yeah we're good. Yeah. Uh, I just got asked uh, by somebody if we would play a song on here for them. So yeah, this is uh, DJ Shalasia from Fill in the Blanket K Radio doing a mashup. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm hunting, looking for a come up, and this is awesome. And what you know about rocking a little funky now? What you know about wearing a fur 